a great Australian sprinter, nature's type, and Dave McDonald, and look how far they've won by. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying! The autumn sun, boy, you'll have to be good to win from there. Artorias pounces, bombs them, and wins! And just like the Backstreet Boys, we are back, everybody. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the CEO has made a return this week, which we were trying to steer clear of, but you never know. Worst things have happened to us. But CEO, how are you? I, I, heard, I heard the CEO made a venture down to Corfield on the weekend. Yeah, he did. Uh, between the photos, shaking babies and kissing hands, uh, I was very busy. Uh, but I had a place of gold over the weekend. That was about the only thing I got right, I reckon. You boys definitely carried the podcast as per usual, but... Great day down at Caulfield. Obviously, a bit of a new day uh, yeah. that we spoke did you, about. Did you mind it as the day, or like was the like do you reckon the crowd? Was there any people there? Yeah, it felt like it was it was ramping up as the day got on, but it just never increased. It was like you could get a beer easily. There was no issues yeah. with that. Um, walk around f- quite freely. So maybe it's because I was in the posh section. I, I'm not too sure. But, the VIP. Yeah, no, it was. It definitely wasn't a busy day uh, whatsoever. But a uh, good day of racing. Yeah, it was. It was a good day of racing. I was hoping there would be a bumper crowd there. And yeah, I, I, I see them on they post on Twitter. Like, there's only like just uh, just under eight thousand there. So I think they were expecting a bit more. But like, even just with like the races themselves, I, I thought it was like I didn't mind the race card for like for, it's a good card. Yeah, I like, think it, I think what, the track was disappointing uh, a little bit. Tell, um, you, tell you something about Caulfield that I don't like, and I know that they are upgrading this. Something that I did notice is I don't like that they have the mounting yard right in front of the finish line. Yeah. So obviously the owners can go in there and they oh, can so sort of celebrate like, it. Yeah, so yeah. you've got to be either from where we were in the members, you've got to sort of look over it and then it's you're trying to look at the track from the distance. I don't know. For me, I just you just yeah, don't feel yeah. as close to it. Yeah, agreed. I, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of Caulfield. I don't. I just. I don't know. It does. Tr- like betting there or like being uh, there uh, or. Both, I think. <laughs> probably, probably, that's the way we've been going lately. Yeah, probably betting there more, and that's why I don't like being there. But, um, yeah, no, I don't know. Track bias and stuff, you, you never really it's, trust it. it. Probably, like, even that, like, that, the Valley, like, those two are just notorious for track. Like, yeah. not, like, not nine times, but at least over 50% of the time there, you're going to have yeah. a track bias. Majority, of majority of the time. Yeah, you'll so have a track bias. When it, when you don't, then, then you're surprised. Yeah. And, and, and but, the, the one time they don't, you, you've done all your form for it, yeah. like tracking to get to it, and you're like, for fuck you. It's the worst. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's, hard. It's, it's, it's impossible to read. So. Yeah, it is. But I think at the end of all this, the, the main spring carnival is over now. Uh, we've seen some pretty good wins and some horror watches for this season, but I think the three of us, well, I know I have, have I've got my top five horses for the spring. Um, I think we'll go through them one by one. Does anyone else want to put their hand up and go first? Or do you want the? I'm just curious uh, to see if something that I'm interested in lands in this top five. That's all. I think we might somewhat be on the same page. Right. I'm oh, interested to see it. All right. I'll start us off. You, yeah, you lead the way. Number one, my top horse of the spring was Imperatrez. Four yep. starts, four wins, beat the reigning uh, beat the reigning Everest winner in Kikuk, who was subsequently pulled out of a spring after that race and never has raced since, but after that won a group won the won the McEwen stakes and then has won three group ones since the the Mo, the Moya, the Manicato and the Champion Sprint down the straight and she's beaten her own track record twice around the around the valley. So if that's not good going, I don't know what is. And number two, second second best horse of the spring was without a fight. Caulfield Cup and Melbourne Cup double hasn't been done since two thousand and one. First horse to do it since and I think they found a pretty good horse. I think these Seasoned Europeans who have come over, they've had they've climatized, they've had a year or two here, and they can finally let go. And without a fight, hasn't put a foot wrong since. 
Number three was Mr. Brightside. Yep. I was talking last yep. week to JC. I, I, I was pretty adamant the Fangirl was their best mile in the country, but I've, I've turned my head. Mr. Brightside is definitely the best miler in the country. Won the PB Lawrence fresh first up, then went on to win the Memsies and the Maccabi, and the Maccabi Diva, two group ones, and then was second in the Cox Plate, the King Charles, and the Champions Mile. So he's as a Mr. Plate, as a Mr. Top Two, all six stars this prep and two group ones along with placing and our greatest wave race race in Australia. The Cox Plate is just unbelievable for him. So he's definitely earned a spot. Number four was Think About It, the Everest winner. He's Kind of fell off a bit at the end, I'll give him that. But that first up went in the Premier, I think it was the Premier, uh, and then went on to win the Everest. It was, a, it was a pretty good Everest field. Like, he'd had to run the race, but he still put him to pay, and he was going for 13 or 11 straight at that point. What about, think about it, the start of the year was racing in benchmark 72s. Yeah. He just, just, just had Everest. that ascension towards the end of the year. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's one of those ones I where think, did you, did you, when like, you tell people that they should buy a horse, yeah. that's the example that people are going to be well, using. I, think, I reckon he only might have like broke his maiden at the start of the year. Like, yeah, I reckon yeah, it wasn't long ago. Yeah, I, I can't remember when it was, but yeah, it wasn't long ago. But like to go from that, like he's gone from three. He, he won two Group Ones up in uh, the Queensland Winter Carnival. He's come here and won the Everest. So they placed him to perfection. So all of us would think about it. Yep. But number five, and my best horse of the spring was Straight Acer. <laughs> Absolutely, this horse deserves a spot. It is, it is racing in mid. Like, think about it. Saw like think about it's won the Everest. I'll give it that. But Straight Acer has come from midway company. He's been bouncing him in midways and just come through. Come second in a Silver Eagle. What had the best late sections of, that, of the entire meeting, and has come out and come fourth in a Golden Eagle, a ten million dollar race behind it. I don't know what to make of Obama. Bam Burma, whatever it is. Like, yeah, yep. I don't know how that form lines up, but it's a $10 million race. And then come out and probably should have won the Rupert Clark with better luck, but always a bit of ifs and ifs around this. Yeah. But I think straight A, so like next, like in the autumn, I've got to be, I'm heads on this horse. I reckon this is a good horse in the making. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'd like to start. I'm curious as to why, uh, just from a debate point of view, that without a fight goes and breaks that record that you spoke about for the. Caulfield and for the, what was the other one? Melbourne. Melbourne. And for the Melbourne as well. Of course, Melbourne Cup. <laughs> um, but, yeah, why wasn't that number one in your books? <sighs> for, like, oh, I, I think, like, just the way the ratings have stacked up, Imperatrice has nearly been rated. Imperatrice is, is in the top ten horses in the world at the moment. Like, her, her ratings are up there with, the, like, she's like nine or eight in the top ten without a fight still. My bad. Like the the way her runs have been run and the horses have been beaten in the style have just solidified her as arguably the best sprinter. She's the best sprinter in Australia, if not the world. And I think when she goes to if they do to if they go to Ascot, which I hope they do, I think she will be proven over there. And like without a fight, I I just don't think without a fight we'll be able to cop it against the internationals. Like he is he's probably out, he is an international, but come here, I think if he went back overseas, he. Probably wouldn't be able to hack it with them over that distance, but Imperatrez, if she goes over there and versus them at a thousand to twelve hundred meters, I, I don't think they can beat her. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I did have without a fight. Yeah, number one, horse. number one. Um, obviously, all the reasons previously mentioned. Um, I actually had Brightside as number two. Personal preference is uh, milers, longer distance, and sprinters. So, um, Imperatrez obviously. Is the best sprinter, as you so said. So you didn't have – do you even have Imperatriz in there? Third. Third. So she was third. I don't, well, we, we, we got the same top three. Yeah. I just – like I said, that's a bit of personal preference. I think – I don't know that the sprinters this year are as good as yeah. they have been. I think if Giga Kick was around, he might have nearly knocked her off. Yeah. Um, well, so yeah, yeah, that's it. So 
but without a fight, I don't think it. I think it was just too good. Yeah, I think we had some pretty pretty good quality horses around, and and he was just too strong. So that's why I, I put them in that order. I had to think about it four as well. Um, obviously previously mentioned. I just can't believe. Like I wrote him off in the Everest. I was yeah, like, there's, I no I was like, there's no way this thing should be fair. There's no there's, way in hell, and yeah. then he proved me wrong. So obviously, um, probably tarnished by running again and, and failing. Sort of yeah, that, his record. If he'd won that, he'd probably never, like, he would want to yeah, that's what I mean. This, but just that little so, blunder at the but end. you know, you can just put that down to they just thought he was still still up at the top and he's obviously finished his prep early. But and I had Romantic Warrior in for number five, honorable mention sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the stat, but it was something like that. Out of the last 50 Hong Kong horses to come here, like one of them had won or something like that. Yeah. So it's pretty hard for them to do so. Uh, to win a Cox Plate is pretty impressive. You've nailed it. I'm really happy with that. Uh, in the end, I think it's a good discussion to have, though. And uh, yeah, I reckon obviously my top four would have been very similar. I'm not sure who I would have had fifth, but you boys are the experts. But yeah, he's nailed it. Right. Um, but just around that, I don't really have too much else to really touch on. Um, but I did have a little I'm bit. Surpri- of the- Sorry, I'm surprised Len Picker didn't get a little mention <laughs> there towards Sorry, the end. I know. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's always in the back of my head. Like, yeah. yeah if yeah. we went around the other week, I was like, oh, I'm just going to put 10 I was waiting for your list just to be all your, all your roughies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'd be a long list, mate. It'd be a long <laughs> list. But a little bit of news. I don't know if you're going to be around on, on Sunday. Um, it's probably going to be one of the greatest races of the year. The Japan Cup's on Sunday. And Equinox is going around at a dollar forty, and the only other horse in single figures is Liberty Island, who's I mean she's a she's a three year old filly from Japan as well, um, and she won their Triple Crown. So it's it's kind of like our over here, like our Golden Slipper, Golden Rose, like our main three two two year old three year old races, mm. and she went over there and brained them in that. Uh, so she's going back up against Equinox, and she's I think three point three three point four odds. But Equinox is at 1.4, and the way Equinox has been going, I really like. I think this is Sunday afternoon, maybe. That's what I was going to ask you next. When do they usually race? Yeah, it's it, it's on Sunday. It's more than likely going to be like four or five o'clock in the hour, though. So mm. if you want to strap yourself in for one of the best horse races you're going to see in your life, tune into the J- Japan Cup on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it could absolutely brain them. Yeah, it could. But yeah, this thing, like, I think everything else is on the market, like 11 or 12s. But yeah, these other two in the market, like, if. If Equinox rocks up in half its form, it should be obliterating uh, Liberty Island. Could it be the Beanstalk? Can't wait. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh, I didn't think about that either. Well, so, so the answer is well, no. Answer is, <laughs> yeah. We'll make a spook. Uh, but yeah, I think that's about it for a little bit of a, a news news little section that we've done. We might go to a quick break now, and then we'll come back with a, a little time machine from last weekend. So we always put a little plug out at the end of our, at, at the end of our shows for a gamble responsibly, be a good boy. This happens, but do we have a prime example of this actually happening and where gambling responsibly has turned out well for one of us? Yeah, I we didn't do. think it was possible. We do. JC <laughs> might have pulled off one of the greatest all-time escapes I've ever seen in my life for an early quaddy last weekend. I'm going to hand it over to the man himself, and I I, I want to like. I, I remember you sending it to us, but like, yeah. I, so it, talk us to it. I, I can, there's one question I want to ask you, but you can just you take it from here. Well, I I just put I chucked ten bucks or chucked a small amount on an early quaddy, and um, anyway, firstly got up. I had I think I had like three horses, three horses, then I had one out, 
had a hypothetical one out, and then I had two in the last leg. Um, second leg, I took two of the faves, and I took this roughy. I was going to say, like, this is my question. What did, was the thought behind it? Yeah, did you actually mean to take it? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought. I, I thought you said you like. I thought when you put the message in that, like, you put it in accident. It's like a mystery or something. Yeah, <laughs> like I thought you just accidentally nah, like, put that. So I, I don't know. I actually like. I know why I did it, but looking at the odds, it was obviously yeah. paying large. But it's it had two runs, I think, in its career. One, its last most recent start, and then. But we might, yeah, we might as well go through the races while we're doing it. Yeah, so yeah, first no. leg, when does the first quarter start? The early quarter. Early quarter. Early second, second race. Second race. So let's roll the dice. Was got that, the first. No, no sorry, it was the third. race three. Started, yeah, it started race three. With, started, so we'll, we'll start there. Yeah, yeah. so and let's the roll the dice one, the first yeah. one. I was there. There was about seven people there and no one was cheering. <laughs> and I, uh, I d- definitely wasn't one of the ones cheering in that race. Obviously, the favourite got scratched. Ain't no done deal um, that morning. Um, and then race two, moving on to so risk and so risk gay. Yeah, but and geez, I'm not happy about that one either. Yeah, what's it? What was it called? Uh, Forbidden City, just way it's too just far. Like, too far especially, like, yeah, they didn't understand the pattern that early, so nah. you can't really blame the jockeys at that point of the day. But yeah, just it was. The way yeah, the day was just, they got too. I was expecting it to be up on speed, and yeah. just wasn't anywhere near it. Like, right, that's done. But here we go, <laughs> race three. The CEO himself, he yeah. might have tipped it. Yeah, I did, and I just and you know when you have that feeling, you go. Today might be that day. I might walk out of here with my head hell high. Yep. You didn't back it with winner <laughs> No, I didn't. It, uh, correct from there. So, JC, take it away. So, I had, I had three in the first league, place gold one, 750. Uh, so, Brazen Style paid $51 or $60 on the total, something on the day. It's, oh, what I'm looking at, it said, it said it paid $75 on the total. Yeah, that sounds about right. There's so, a few hundred and ones yeah. getting out yeah, of the was, track. Yeah. And, you know, it was, I, I looked at it. So, last start at one, one of Maiden or whatever. Won pretty well, but the its first ever run ran on a heavy track, and I watched the replay and it got chopped out. Yeah, and I sort of thought, oh shit, it, it would have gone close in that race. And then when I looked, the horse that won that race was Archo Nacho, and I was like, well, Archo Nacho's turned out all right. So I thought, at a throw on the stumps, I'll, I'll chuck that in there. And I was, uh, yeah, sitting there watching the race out at my parents' joint, and. That was, they had the photo. Did you yeah. see? Did you see yeah, it? They had the, the photo the, for about in the middle of our rise. Oh, I thought I, I didn't know who got it to be oh, honest. Like, oh, oh, I, I, dead heat. It was cold yeah, for a it, while there. Yeah, I thought it was. The longer it went on, the more I was like, oh, yeah, this is like dead heat. Dead and, heat. And, and I was still happy. I was like, dead heat at 70, 75 bucks yeah. or whatever it's paying. I was like, I'll take that. And then, uh, yeah, sure enough, they called it in. And then, so, and I said to I said to me, stepdad, I was like, shit, I've got the early quarter going. I've got a hypothetical by itself for the next. And he's like, oh, I don't know. And I said, well, let's just see how we go. I hope so. <laughs> and then it, it led and won as everything did on the day. Um, and then the sweats kicked in and I just started <laughs> sweating. Oh, boys. And boys, I was boys, nervous. Boys, boys, I was boys. messing the boys. I was even like, I was getting, like, it wasn't even my money and even I was nervous. Yeah, I was and like, I was like, you I were not me, believe I told, this. I told me dad and me misses and we're like, shut up. We're going to watch. Like, Charles was like, he's, he's, my old man's like, which, which number did he back? And like, these number he goes like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the, the inbox was white hot yeah, at that was. point in time. Holy shit. And I was sweating bullets and I was thinking, Jesus, this track bias. I don't know how we're going to go here. I was getting a bit nervous and uh, Arkansas kid was, was blowing out. It was out. drifting. It was drifting. It was blowing out and that was making me sweat even harder. Uh, and, and, then, you, and you didn't even take Brave Mead either. No, I didn't have Brave Mead. No. I took Snap back as the other one. And yeah, then I was sitting there and literally 30 seconds before the race jumped, I responsible gambling i partially cashed out my bet and uh my bet lost so i've stolen some money off off an organization unnamed organization yes they don't sponsor <laughs> the podcast <laughs> and uh yeah help me uh keep my weekend pretty happy to be honest so epic that's what we love to hear on the Moral podcast of the story, love it gamble responsibly when she let that happens 
take yeah. the win. Just yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When just, you don't expect it, just take the take the win when you can get it and move on. Yeah, I was sitting there for so long thinking I can't I can't cash oh, this can't out. The boys it. are going to roast me if it gets up and I cash <laughs> it out. And I think I was the only one of the things say cash out. Yeah, yeah. Was like nah, fuck it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was I was pretty lubricated at that stage, so <laughs> yeah. definitely don't listen to my opinion. No, it was, it was no. still a good payday. Like Absolutely. when you turned that into, it was still one of the. It was great- a bit like the devil and the angel on your shoulder there. Yeah, for exactly. Right. And you listened to the angel, that's for sure. It was, mate. And then we got to the first. Uh, the first thing of the quaddy was the thousand guineas in Jolly Star and Jay Mack and Chris Waller. They just oh, they won this race last year with Madame Pomery and the the barrier definitely aided in Jolly Star's win. Like she had the perfect run of the race. She was up on the speed, only one off, and when they peeled out, she just had everything go right for her. Skybird and Cole Volant were definitely two to take out of it, like exactly what JC was saying. Like the way the track was playing that day, yeah. like the runs that they made up and the ground that they made up late was enormous. So I wouldn't be sacking them. That's just putting it down track bias for the day. But in, like, it's in full ground with Jolly Star, she's still – I think that just goes yeah. to prove how good J-Mac is. He knew the barrier did obviously help, but J-Mac just knew to get in the in that position and she still won by a good two – Two lengths, two yeah, one and a half. Length. I can't remember the exact yeah. margin, but it still was a good win. Uh, and then the the Ned Sue Rupert Clark stakes for Magic Time. I, I I read it off as well. I was like from that barrier. Yeah, yeah. especially especially with the track bias. I was like, I don't know how this thing's going to do it, but it fucking did. did. Yeah, it um. I think for the day after, like when I was, was seeing the result, like everything the next day, all the winners had come from like lanes one to four. Yep. In the day, and yeah. Magic Time had come from like the ninth or tenth lane. It was the widest yeah. lane all day to win, and I was like, "It's only Magic Time's eighth career start, and it's won a Group One." Yeah, it arguably should have like it didn't arguably, but like that race last start against Espiona up in on Cox Plate. I can't remember the exact race, but yeah. she she gave Espiona like a hell of a run, and I think Espiona's probably just that was a more even track. Yeah, it definitely was. And Espiona was still, I think, deserved that win, but that like that. Espiona, Everest form, is yeah, like just stacking up. Yeah. The one thing I will say is that they, from my memory, could be wrong, but they went at a pretty quick gallop mm. the whole race. So I think that helped Magic Time. It was, you know, back it was it was wide as well. Like, yeah, it was very wide. Um, but the, like the the on speed horses finished, you know, twelve lengths last or yeah. something like that. And so. even the one, um, we like even as soon as Crosshaven jumped, I was like, no, nah. yeah, like, no chance. Yeah, see you later. But the one who did make up grand straight, Asa, with which I was saying again, he had jumped with Crosshaven, and I was like, "Oh, come on!" And so, like, he was—he was trying to find room. And like, he, like if you go back and watch the replay, like now, the last hundred, hundred to fifty meters, like maybe time had it, but straight Asa was still just building momentum yeah. yep. through the line. So even fifteen hundred meters to a mile, like it just looks perfect. Like so, straight Asa next prep in the autumn. I've—you've got to be. I, I'm so following this horse. I reckon it's. One of, the, one of the good horses to follow. Stud Finder Brophy was really happy with this one. <laughs> uh, straight Acer, just proving its uh, worth, and I agree with that coming into the autumn. Uh, the the Country Cups final was won by uh, Clay Moore. Um, oh. I, I, I did yeah. have this, like me and me, old man, we had this in our quaddy. I think we had, like we were still going to this, and we had like 150% at this yeah, point. Well, we got the quaddy as well, but it didn't pay much. Yeah, mm. well, we didn't. Um, but, yeah, we <laughs> It will get you soon enough. But yeah. like, um, the conversation thing is the one before Magic Time. I, I kind of written it off just simply because the barrier. And then 
on race day, obviously the like the the leaders, like the leader track buyers, got into yeah. playing, and I was like, oh. And then when we put the cordy, I was like, you never know. Like, just put it in there, and we put it in. It, it like it won like a pretty good thing. Oh, not a good thing. I think Red Sun Sensation was definitely yeah. adamant, but just the way the race was run, like Claymore just had every possible just from where set she up was before it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. and I think Gemma Riley has come out and since said since if. If the Sydney Cup next year is like a heavy track, they're going to send Claymore to yep. the Sydney Cup. So it'd be interesting to see what like what it's like over thirty two hundred meters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've I think I've only seen it a couple of times over just over two thousand. Just yeah. from, I can't remember the top of my head. I'm going to say I couldn't see it winning the Sydney Cup, but, yeah, but you, never, you never know with these things. <laughs> no, nah, that's true. And the final race of the day was uh, the Hounia Stakes. She dances my best bet of the day. This, I have all our cordial right into this. Me, 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 I remember ligging our chops. Like the leader track, barrier, like I think the barrier nine, the barrier beat it, obviously. But on the day, I was like, nah, it'll cross, it'll lead. We are home. And it just did absolutely, it did exactly half of it, but not all of it. <laughs> but not all of it. Rose Quartz. Yes, your call. I've, I've stuck fat with her and it finally fucking paid off. It's taken a, taken a few starts, but. um. When it, when it won, I was like, I bet you JC didn't um, back it on the pod, and obviously you did, so big. Oh, I, well, I did, but I, uh, like we spoke about it last week and we were talking about I was like, oh, I might finally get a sitting behind the speed because yeah. it'll be a hot speed, finally get a sitting behind it. And, then that, and it's a leader track day. Like, as soon as the lead like, track, I was like, oh, my God, she like she dances as high. Like there was no way. <laughs> That's what I was like. I was like, I've got to have something on Rose Quartz, but it's just yeah. going to be a little little something. Like something. on this day, like the one time the main – like it's just – yeah. Uh, like, but th- that is punting in the end of the day. Yeah. Like these things happen. That exactly. is the story of the day. But all in all, I, I, I actually don't mind that Caulfield meeting. I, I don't know if they'll continue it uh, with the do. way the track playing it. But like having the having the blue sapphire and all those group ones on the last day, I, I actually don't mind. I just, reckon it's a pretty good just day. Just on the track, right? I, it grinds my gears a lot. But I heard on the radio they were discussing, like, are we just always going to be stuck with it? Like always going to be stuck with track wise. So we're in twenty twenty three. We've got all this technology, and we still can't have a track. Well, they, they just renovated it and they put a new track on the inside. Yeah. Instead of making it one massive Caulfield track, they've decided to put and it, like so they, they did have the change, but they blew it away. I if I, look, I'm only me, but like if yeah. I was them, I would have fucked the middle track off and just made one massive Caulfield track. Yeah. And uh, uh, like I just would have thought this day and age you'd be able to you'd be able to make a track race evenly. Yeah. Like, I know wind and stuff like that you can't really do much about. Um, but you know, there wasn't a head a crazy, but it's, it's not even like it's just like nearly like whenever you hear of a track bias on any racetrack, it's always leader. Like, yeah. very rarely you'll hear like leaders never won for the day, no. it's always back. No. It's, it's always 80% of the time where you hear there was a yeah. there was a track bias, it's always leaders. So, yeah. I don't know if race calls are just nat- like just naturally shaped to it. Like, well, it's just uh, and that's why, like, you've that's why Gay Wardhouse and that say they train yeah. horses to be on speed because you've got to put yourself in the race. Yeah. But like, I guess if if the only way that on speed can be disadvantaged is if the inside lanes are chopped out. Yeah. Which means that they, yeah. they can just pull and like we said anyway. before about the wind. Like if there's yeah. that much headwind and they're just one, like one or two wind behind and they've had nothing. Yeah. They're still clear. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's just, I don't, I don't, I really don't know what it goes down to at the end of the day. Like, yeah. I, I can get like, for sure, it takes like the valley and Corfu and stuff with like a, 200 meters straight or a 200, like 200 meters straight. I can understand that they're like, okay, that's definitely going to be a track bias. But like, even Flemington on the first day of the carnival, like, that was a track bias of Flemington. And Flemington, very, like, I, I couldn't tell you how many times Flemington has had a leader track bias. Yeah. It's, it's very, very it's rare. Very solid track. Majority of the time, it's going to be a leader pace bias. So I don't know. Yeah. If it's just the way the race is just naturally shaped or 
or what it is, yeah. but it definitely is an issue. But yeah, I don't know if it's ever going to get solved because they yeah. had they had the perfect chance to a year ago, and they've just yeah. stuffed it off. So I guess it's just something they can't can't control. Before we go into predictions, being stalk over Massive. at Western Australia, was I missed it? I My was, phone went flat. Oh, oh, I like I'll tell you I'll tell you exactly what was happening at the time. <laughs> It was my sister's birthday, and we were going to dinner in Yaroa. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so we were going to Yaroa, and we, we we hit this dead zone, and it was it was literally around the exact same time as she danced was was running, and we had no reception. And it was me and my old man. We were like, he was in the front, I was in the back, and we were just quickly trying to refresh out, like tap just to try to get a signal. We're like, what is going? But he was trying to watch the she dance, the she dancers, and I was waiting for Alsafina to run, and. I don't know. I think just by some, I don't know what happened, but I managed to get most of the Elsafina race. We didn't even get to watch the She Dancers race live. We had to watch the replay because we just had no reception. But when we watched Elsafina run, it—I don't know. Like, it, is it just Pikey? Is that just how he likes to ride uh, horses? I, I am probably. One, was, I'm one of the only punters that does not like Pikey. Yeah. Like, I can't. He just rides for luck all the time. And I was watching that race, and I was like, "Is he going to peel this thing out?" Like, right? I, is. But he, he, he tried to go it? to the inside. He oh, tried to peel it like fucking idiot. I don't like it. <laughs> it is. Like the other scene, like the, the, the other week with like Sam Clipper and Antino, he had all the room out wide. But why would like I I yeah. think I was somewhat of the same, but like just take like if you're already that far back, just take luck out of the equation. He does it all the time. Stick it wide and like I'm it was it's still it comes second, like the bet one. If you placed, if you like, had a backed out the window, you'd be filthy. Oh yeah. Just like I, I, it I is just parky in that, that track, but Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I think Pikey does it all the time. He yeah, fucking he butchers does. rides. He it rides is. for luck. And and so when it when it does pay off, it looks good because he's yeah. peeled through the pack. But that many times he fucks you over. Anyway. And anyway, the beanstalk does the beanstalk live on those. And I'm interested to see where it goes for the but I'm also now. Quickly speaking about Ascot and Pikey, on the weekend, did you watch um, the Rip Corder and Oscar's, Oscar's watching oh, race? fuck me. Did I watch it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He sounds pumped about well, this. this. Is like the Did same you say it? No, he had the complete God. opposite. He put this thing to the front and kicked away. Like with a hundred, like with two hundred meters to go, you're like this thing is hard. Like it was five legs in front, and like I, I made this on our thing best like win of the day because Ripcord that has come from Stone Motherless twenty five lengths off, and it has come like it has come like a fucking freight train. Like you've never seen a horse accelerate this quick in your life and it's pipped Oscar's fortune on the post by a fucking Joel's cox like, yeah, like, like, like non-existent that, <laughs> <laughs> like you've never seen like but even after like I've seen it like even after the race like the next day they, they were they were putting all the sectionals and stuff up but they said the horse like the race itself was run very quick like Oscar's fortune he burned like he yeah. went to the like he scores it terribly he went so quick and uh, Ripcord only had like the eighth fastest 200 meter switch of the entire meeting. It looked fucking airborne. Yeah, like if, like, <laughs> if you watch, I'll, I'll show Jack in the break now. But yeah. like, if you watch the replay, you're like, how did this thing not have the best section of the entire meeting? But yeah, it only had the eighth best. Like to, to the eye, it looks like the best win you've ever seen your whole entire life. But it, like, when yeah, you're that horse is to slow down. Yeah, like it's, I've yeah. got a good quick story too. I, yeah. I was with a few boys on the weekend who sort of had their own little beanstalk going on. And they had it on Pikey in the win. in front, and we we're sitting there watching it and to win, yeah, to win. <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, this thing's home, this thing's home." And then I said, "That thing on the outside yeah. is fucking coming." And they're like, "No, no, no, no." And then it got there, and I was like, "Holy shit!" 
I like hearing other people just being yeah, stuck yeah. out there as well. Yeah. So. It, it, it's a very common thing. Like it's not a con- like it's it, it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the whole yeah. concept of it. And, until you're up and there's a lot of money riding on you. Yeah. Why have I done this? Oh, we love it. All right, we'll go to our break now, and then after this, the beanstalk. We'll see if it can live on another week. Jeez, I hope so. Around the grounds this weekend, I believe. I think we've got we've got the Cranbourne Cup on Saturday, which is like the main Victoria meeting. We've got the Group One over in Ascot, which is the railway stakes over a mile. But around the grounds, it's after spring. We're trying to get to our quieter time of the year. So I'm, I've definitely gone around the grounds this weekend just to put a couple of tips out for the SC faithful. Uh, I think the boys have got a somewhat of a couple of tips too. JC has got his – he pretty much mentioned me at 8 o'clock this morning was like, mate, I've got my bean stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. This is, this is already won. I was like, I fucking – Bit, bit ahead of yourself, mate. Yeah, yeah, fuck. You know, whatever. If, if you're that confident, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll go around the grounds this weekend. I think we've all got a couple of tips, but I'm definitely going to steer around. But I think for most of us, I think we're going to have a couple of tips at Cranbourne from, yeah. from yep. memory. Cranbourne, um, definitely. My my first bit of Cranbourne is until race three. Does anyone have anything earlier than that? I do. I'll, Here we go. JC's first. I'm going to stick with Warmonger again in the first race. Yeah, I was looking at that. Yeah. 60 kegs. I know. Bit, barrier 10. Bit questionable, but. Um. Yeah, I think it was a pretty good win. I thought last start. So I think if he gets gets a bit of luck and gets a sit. Well, speaking of questionable, I'm going to go unquestionably uh, with Mickey D. Uh, obviously, had a great day last Saturday, and I reckon at four dollars eighty, it's a chance to start the first. I'm usually, usually having my Cheerios at this stage, but I'm going to have a crack. I don't, I don't know if you guys remember this from last year, like Cranbourne Cup Day last year. Do, do you remember? No, it at all. I, I, it was it was like they broke about four or five track records at the it was a good three and they like leaders just won every single like it was helter skelter but I think there's gonna be there's a bit of rain around the next couple of days yeah. anyway so it probably won't be a good three. Nah. Um but yeah last year they broke nearly like every they broke like three or four track records on the day because just the way the ground was playing. I think this year you'll get a bit easier because yeah there's a fair bit of rain around even tomorrow or Friday night there's gonna be a fair bit so I don't know whether even the tracks – it might even be soft five, good four. I don't know what it's going to be, but I think there's definitely a bit of rain around. So definitely won't be a good three. Uh, does anybody have anything in race two? Nope. I do. Oh, I'm going early. early. I am going early th- this weekend. So it's actually a roughie. So Jewel Bay, number three each way. Um, not, not not even Brave Mead or Wickham? Nah, nah. I, Wickham, if Corey's tipped it, I'm definitely not tipping it. <laughs> yeah. so Correct. Steer clear of that. And Brave Mead, I'm hoping, might have just dropped off. Um, went up to the fourteen hundred and sixteen hundred. There was stuff yeah, before that, and back, back down to twelve. So, I thought Jewel Bay could uh, produce a bit of a bit of good value there with likes of track and distance. I think we get a Mickey D running double to start the day. Sounds good. Uh, race three is the Rosemont Stud Pendant uh, over fourteen hundred meters, and I'm with number four Kazoo, the favourite. Like th- that commemorative form, I-, I think it's good. Like I think she should have beaten co- commemorative by more on the day. She kind of balked. Around the corner and lost her footing for a bit, and arguably should have beaten her by more. Commemorate has been competitive. There's a pretty good races at the end of the Flemington Carnival, so like I, I just think that form is better than anything else in this race. It's drifted already the two fifteen, which is somewhat understandable for how short it opened, but I really can't tip against it, and I, I've, I've got to stick with it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat as you, so I'll be on it as well. I was getting nervous there for a second. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm all good. 
uh, race for anybody? Uh, yeah. No, probably not a tip, but I don't mind that. I don't know how to say it. Kahuli, Kahuli, each way. Bit of value, but I, I wouldn't Chihuly. be tipping it. Chihuly. Right. Yeah. Uh, race five? Uh, nothing. No, i got nothing. No, nothing for me either. I'm not till race eight. Does anyone have anything before race eight? Uh, no. Oh, race seven. Oh, race seven, we do it. So, got so the way two. that we usually do this is it's good for the surprises. That's why we're sort of going through them here. But uh, race seven for myself. Nothing. I'm going with Glentanius. Glentanius. I think uh, last start <clears throat> it uh, had like the qu- quickest last 200 metres or something, so I think the step up in distance will suit it down to the ground. So. Tough way to start the quarter. Yeah. yeah very. I, I, they've been spooking that Gregor Lima, but yeah, it's like 2-3-2. Two, two. It's a yeah, 61 little bit of an argument of a non-winner, so yep. interesting. Oh, I think like, Holy Man's bid at last start, and it's $8 compared to $3.30 for Gregor Lima. So if you if I was going to be leaning anywhere, I'd be going Holy Man's. But like, Yeah, I'm on the 10, Glentanius. I think should step up in distance should suit it. Uh, race eight is the Apache Cat Classic over a thousand meters, and I'm going with number two generation from Barrier One. I think oh, I the only reason I like just literally for the barrier, everything else is drawn out around it. Five dollars fifty, Craig Williams. Hopefully, he can get a good bounce, and I think like I don't know if he's going to pay play as much a leader as it does in general, but for Barrier One, five dollars fifty against the it's, it's a tough race, but a lot of the other horses are drawn out wide, so. I'm kind of thinking that uh, Generation is going to get the run of the race, and 550 is a pretty good, pretty backable price for me. So I'm with Generation. Yeah, I've got no tip here, but I did write Generation down as the horse that I'll probably end up backing. I've gone number nine, Taunting. Uh, likes a heavier track and a soft track. It's four, one, and one on a soft track, but I reckon it'll go to heavy depending on the rain, obviously, that comes over the next couple of days. But yeah, 550 at the moment, um, number nine. Race nine is the uh, the Cranbourne Cup, the feature race for the Victorian meeting for the weekend. I'm not with the favourite, but I'm with number 10, Euphoric, uh, for Dean Nendu and Greg Urell. I like that run last over Flemington in the, like, the, like the, that, that Cup's final thing that they had over a mile was just like, it was three wide the trip, never, ever got into the race. He still finished off like he should have won. Barrier seven, Dean Yendel, he, he rode a couple of winners today. On Wednesday, so I think he's in a better form. I think the horse will be fit to sixteen hundred meters now. Compared to everything else, not drawn as good, and they've got to carry a fair bit of weight. Got to carry the minimum of fifty-four kgs, and five dollars is a pretty pretty backwell price to me. So I'm with uh, Euphoric in the Cranbourne Cup. See ya. Yeah, I'm going to go number nine, Floxy Cleopatra, the favourite at the moment. Craig Williams on board. I just think uh, I'm due for a favourite to get up. There's been a few people tipping that actually. I have seen that. I'm with uh, Hit a Shock. Yeah. So I think he'll be putting itself on speed. I don't Pro- know proven horse. I don't know that there's too much speed. And I think you know, Antino form a few starts back and then went up against attrition in the uh, <clears throat> in the Turak. Um, I think back to this grade should be. Could be a nice trifecta there and also good for the quaddy. Yeah. Even even the six on Gawa, just a little bit of a non winner. But I've like. It was. I was tossing up between the two of them, but yeah, I just don't know if I'm Gore's Ungar as a winner. Like not two eighty place. Like two eighty places still isn't that bad of a place bet from Barrier yeah. So you never know on the days who the track's playing. But yeah, I think um, Frog's not a bad bet. Uh, closing out the day at Cranbourne is the Freeway Ford Shooting Stars Plate, which is a class three of fifteen hundred meters. And I'm with the favourite, Jimmy Starr. It, it, it doesn't have Blake Sheen on this time, I'll give it that, but that win last start at Bendigo, I believe, 
Everything hundred meters, Blake Shin yeah. rode that to perfect. Like it was probably one of, oh. like one of the wind, like one of the best rides you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, it didn't get out to like last hundred or he, so. He, he had every he had the chance to take a while, but he's just not. Nah, he stuck to the rail and everything opened for him, and it absolutely bulked up the rail. So two sixty, no series at the price, but compared yeah. to everything else in the race, I I can't really tip against it. So I'll, I'll be with it as well. I think uh, Barrier Twelve, two sixty, it's sort of. Don't know, don't know where we get to in the run, but two sixty is probably the bottom I'd want to take yeah. on it. Um, but yeah, I think it's probably the best horse there. Just for the quaddy's sake, I'm going to take number three, Oceans Above. See if this one can get us up. Well, and you never know, mate. You've bit. tipped us in the worst, and it's one. So yeah, who would know? Um, does anybody have anything else that they want to go? Like I've got a couple of Kembla. Do you want me to just go? JC there? has to go. So yeah, it'd be interesting does. to see where he does. Well, he hasn't gone Cranbourne, so that's a good sign. So. Well. Do, do we want to go to the Beanstalk now or? Or do you want to save it? I think we save it. I'm happy to save it. I think we save it. Oh, oh. it depends. What do you mean save it? As in? For the last thing. For the last it, thing. But oh, it's, it's definitely going to be last. But if it's a Kembla, you can say it. Well, nah, nah, I've got nothing. Kembla. got nothing at Kembla. So we go through Kembla for the CEO, nothing at Nah, I've got nothing for the rest. So all you boys. Right, I've got a couple. I've got race one, number one, touristic once again. Uh, that last side against the, like that short price favorite, I think it definitely, the weight definitely did beat it there. And, it's somewhat getting the same thing again. It's it's got a bit of weight. It's got a but I just think oh, I just really like the horse. I think it's gonna go better than ever. Uh Lyrical Gangsters has drifted, but it had a good win on the Kenzo. It's got to carry no weight, so I am a bit wary of that. But I, I really, really I really like to risk and it's up now from eighteen hundred meters to two thousand meters. I think Tommy Sherry will get a good run. And should it be too good too strong for a late, I, I just think it's a better horse really, and I'd rather be taking that than Two seventy a win for uh, the favourite at the moment. Uh, but my next bet at Kembla is race three number eight contemporary for Zach Lloyd and James Cummings. Uh, it was second behind Gust- Gustosimo in that race a couple of weeks ago at uh, Rose Hill in the final leg of the final race of the day and that final leg of the quaddy. It definitely was working late. Gustosimo definitely had the run of the race on the rail, had everything go right for it, whereas contemporary was wide. Didn't really suit it on that day, but 350 now. I just think it's like Zach Lloyd in the side. I've 57 kgs, half decent barrier. And I think Kembla will, I don't know how it's going to play, but the last time I had a bet on Kembla was, I reckon they had Golden Rose Day one there a couple like a couple of years ago when all yeah. those Sydney tracks were getting washed out. Yeah, they were, yep. Um, and it, it played really well. So I think it's going to get every chance uh, from barrier four from there. So I'm with Contemporary in race three. I'll tell you what, there's actually some good races across at Ascot. It is. It's their first group one. Yeah. It's, it's the first group one. They actually have some good races there. Do you, do you have anything else for Kim? No, nah, all good, mate. Nope. Uh, I've got two more. My other one is, this is a bit of a roughy race six, number two, another one. at $16 a win and $4 a place. That run first up in the Golden Cup behind Grabini was massive. From where he was, I think it definitely deserved to run better. It was competitive in a Kosciuszko or one of those major races in like the Autumn Carnival a couple of years ago. John Barrier one, Jet Stanley gets the clam a couple of kgs. Only got to carry 58 kilos and from 1,400 metres first up to second to 1,600 metres second up. Looks a steal and you're getting $16 a win and $4 a play. So at that price, he's definitely got my money. And then the last bet of the last bet that I have at Kembla is in the other feature of the day, which is Race 8, the Wara, and I'm going the favourite, uh, Broodnell. He's drifted massive from what I've said at the moment, but... From barrier three, from he's from first start, first start three starts, two wins. Uh, from a thousand meters, three starts, two wins. 
that he hasn't never missed a placing on this horse. Lightweight, we'll get the we'll get the run of the race from barrier three. We'll probably hope to be on advantage in a race like this. So he's he's, he's got the early speed, got a good jockey, he's got no weight. So I think he's gonna be proof. Pretty hard to beat, and you're getting 480 from what I'm looking at right now. So I'm going to be pretty happy to stick with uh, Broodnell in the Warra. It looks like we have a market mover over here for the Beanstalk. What have we got left, JC? For the Beanstalk? For the Beanstalk? We're heading to Morphville. Wee! Well, wee! Shout out to everyone from Adelaide that listens. Let me look it up. Yep. All right. Morphville, race five. Number one, the map. The map is well, going to be wait. the Beanstalk. 16-horse race. 16, yeah, have you had a look at the field, though? There's a absolute like it. bunch of fucking donkeys there. And the way it won last start, it did. Yeah. It won fucking well at Flemington. It's gone back over there against – I can't say – I'm going to say I can't say anything beating it, but uh, – The way we've been going, it probably will. But It doesn't need a win. So you're going exactly win or right. place? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely going on the place. Definitely going on the place. So, yeah, chuck it on one. now and let us know what oh, the I'll uh, tell you that, that odds are. That is nowhere near where I like. Where, where I would like, That's awesome. Where, uh, I love it. Where, where would you have gone, Lottie? I'm curious. Mine, mine was going to be Kazoo at, I, at Cram. He was. There's only eight or nine horses in the race. Like, that, nah, that, I like this one. That, that was going to be mine. But. So I had him. I had Kazoo there as a question mark for the beanstalk. I've got three or four of them. So another one that I had was Ascot. Do you have any tips in Ascot? I've got three. Oh, oh, they, well, look at him just trying to save it just in case. Oh, I would have had this one. Well, I would have. But How I'm, much? Let's put it on. I yeah, want to see actually, what it's it on. is. It's already on. The it's balance, on. It's yeah. on. Well, so the balance was at? 3.15 and 24 cents, and the return will be 409.81. From a dollar thirty. CEO. What are you going to do, mate? Well, we've got to wait and see how this one goes. We've and, got to get it up first. And I hope the map gets up, and I reckon it'll do it comfortably, JC. Uh, did, did you have anything else in Morphville? No, nah, nah, that's all for me. I've only got one. I've got race four, number four, uh, 30 guest. I mean, sorry. Yeah, thirsty guest. Um, the way it ran last week, it, like it, it raced on the, um, the the park track at Morphville last week, and that's definitely not a leader track. That's like, no, that that is a leader track. And it won from well off the speed. Six to forty, six to fifty-four and a half kilos. Jake Turak is pretty much versed in the same opposition as last start. It's got no weight. I just don't think anything in the race can beat it. It's no, it's no steal the price at uh, two oh five. But I'm, yeah, I'm leaning that favourite's way in race four at uh, Morphville. There's a lot to like at Ascot. I haven't really had a deep dive into it, so I don't want to give anything out yet. But we might even put some tips out later on, depending on how we go for the Maybe day. On the day we get. Like yeah. the, the markers aren't there for many of them at the moment, but yeah. I've yep. got like for the markers that are out now. I've got I've got three. I've got race six, seven, and eight. I've got one in eight in the railway. But um, CEO, do you have anything? No. Nah. All right, I'll say you off in race six. I'm with number four, Vastart. I reckon. Like I, I just really, I reckon I've been on it a couple of times. First up now, it's one first up previously. It will probably handle 1,400 metres in this race better than anyone else. Uh, Clint Johnson-Porter is five starts, uh, four wins, and a second on this horse. I think first up now, compared to everything else in the race, I just don't think anything else is really going to handle 1,400 metres as well as it will. Um, and you're still getting a pretty backable price at 550 So first up, $5.50 uh, in a pretty open race. I'm pretty happy to uh, back Varstar in race six. Sounds good. Race seven is the Sky Racing WA Guineas. And at number 14, Keshi Boom. I just can't see this thing losing. 
Really? I've gone with, I reckon Super Spink. No. Nah. I reckon Chris Parnham's a better jockey. No. Nah. Good call, bad call. Good call for me. I hate Pocky, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last, if, if you watch the Super Spink's last race where he comes second, it was two Cashy Boomer, 1,400 metres. Super Spink had the better run the race, was absolutely airborne. Super Spink sat in behind it, peeled out late. That was only that was only over 1,400 metres, and Keshi Boom went right by it. And f- from that race, what I've seen, Super Spink can't run out 1,600 metres. Keshi Boom has, has already won over 1,600 metres, undefeated at Ascot, undefeated over 1,600 metres, undefeated with Pikey on. I, I, I understand why... I can somewhat understand why Super Spink's favourite, but over a mile now, I don't think Super Spink can run on out. And I think, I think Pikey's going to get the better of it. It's going to be set winning. my alarm for this. I want to watch this race and see yeah. how it goes. Uh, well, eight, at eight thirty-four, I'm going to check chuck a roughie in there and tip number two each way. Investment strategy, the just, brother of. Just a quick look and uh, looks pretty good to me. So yeah, like actually, it. yeah, it's like apparently, like there's going to be like a massive heat wave coming through Ascot on the weekend. That's why, like, like their races don't start. They normally don't start till last till Victorian time at like two or three o'clock. Yeah, but they're not starting that at our time till like five or six o'clock because they're just delaying it for the heat. So we we well and truly lubricated by that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the 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 Group One, the first of the Pinnacles, is race eight, the Railway Stakes. I have a feeling, man, you're going to get the same horse, JC. I reckon you might be going a different horse. What do really? you? I with number one, two below. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just got the best form. Yeah. Like Jamie Carr's going over to ride it. She's finally found some. If she's flying, yeah, yeah, she is flying. Like, like the form's just. Yeah, like, I thought it was going to be the beanstalk. Thought like, it was going to be the beanstalk. Oh, no way. Like Fina, fifty-three kgs. Pikey's going to get back right on. It's got to. It's got to give Trivalu a bit of weight. I understand that. Like, it's definitely got the weight advantage, but I just think Trivalu's. It's just too classy. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. I, I think it's. Yeah, I, I looked at it and I thought Roots is going to be Barry fifteen, going to be back, uh, and I think it's out of those two. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm riding off the WA horses. Like, just thinking that our form lines are better over here, but um, Trivalu just looks too good to me. Yeah, absolutely. CEO, nothing from you. That's all good for me. Um, and then I've only got two at Dooman. If anyone needs to see what we had, I've got one at Dooman. Even if, even if we don't, even if we, if like, we'll probably put on Saturday morning. We'll still in if, the Patreon. Yeah, on the Patreon. Listen, tune in there, um, and we'll definitely give our tips out on the day. If like, yeah, for for those who missed the podcast and we haven't decided our tips yet, us scratchings and everything, we'll yep. post them up Saturday morning in the Patreon. But I'm, I don't have my first bet till race seven at. Doombin, is it? Yeah. Well, uh, race five. I'm gonna I'm gonna yep. chuck a tip in there just purely because this was gonna be the other beanstalk, Ooh, one of the other beanstalk bets. But I looked at it and I thought there's a I think it's an apprentice on this horse. Never ridden it before, so I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but what I will favorite. tip is a trifecta for the favorite to Ooh, win. Yeah. With the two, six, and eight to fill the placing. So that'll be my tip in that race. Love it. Love a little trifecta in these couple of races. Getting excited. Beautiful. Getting excited. Uh, I'm with. I'm with race seven in the uh, Eureka Star Tattersall's Classic. I'm with number two extremist uh, each way at six dollars a win and two twenty a place. B Comrade Rosa uh, first up, and it's like it's like at the track at Doombin, seven starts, four wins, two seconds and a third. It's never missed a placing in its entire career uh, at the at Doombin. Loves the twelve hundred meters. Uh, Robbie Dolan's one one start from one win on this. Like that win last start. Like I didn't. I think it's. It's six to twelve hundred meters. I kind of wouldn't mind it going up 
in distance a little bit, but if if, if like Rob, Rob Heathcote wouldn't be sticking to the twelve hundred meters if he thought it was we're going to handle it. So yeah. yep. trust on the jockey, trust on the trainer. Six dollars a win compared to four fifty a win for Comrade Rosser, a little bit less weight. I think it's a better bet at six dollars and two dollars twenty a place is still a pretty backable price for me for each way. So I'm with extremist each way in the in race seven. I think that's it that fits today, is, is it? Is that all you've got? Oh, I've got one more. Oh, you got one more? Nothing else. Jeez, it's a big pause, eh? No, sorry. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I thought, right. No, I thought you nah. something else. No, nah, I'm, um, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done too. Uh, race eight, number one in the recognition stakes, Scolopini. This horse is massive down at Flemington. This is a great horse. Last uh, First up, last prep. I think it, was, it might have nearly even been this exact same race um, over the same distance. It, I reckon I tipped in it and it got, hit, like, it got absolutely nutted on the line from where it was. Should have won. Oh, like if yep. it first up, like it's probably it, it. It definitely is the best horse in the race, given the weight it's got to carry. But I think it's like f- from its first up run, last prep to this start, this prep, like it's got to give Zarastro a bit of weight. But I don't think Zarastro can get there. Yeah. I think Scalapini, six to one kgs, a lot of weight. Yeah, half decent barrier. But I'm more happy to play five dollars a win than two forty five a win for Zarastro. So good call. Yeah. It's a good horse. Yeah, it is. So. It is. It's, it's, it had a couple. Of, it might only be undefeated Flemington. Like it's yeah. It's, it's got a it's got a bloody good record down at Flemington. Yeah, it does. Absolutely does. Uh, but yeah, I'm with Scalapini in race eight at Dumond around us out for the day. I believe. Yeah, I think they're all. Let's wrap it up. Beautiful. Well done, and let's see how the beanstalk goes this exactly way. Right. We've had a bit of pressure on this, so thanks to the other two Stooges for having us on this week. Hopefully the beanstalk continues to grow. And uh, <laughs> Let's yeah. fucking over. <laughs> Beautiful, lads. All right, see you next you week. Thanks, boys. next week. See ya.